film school students, here are a few announcements. Item one, who loves Sean's quizzes about his life? Certainly not Roddy and Jay. Do you? Item two, Brad Leo. Neil Brad, no. What ship name do you prefer? Item three, in the year 2020, the Walt Disney Company is looking to purchase Quentin Tarantino for $3.2 million. Well, that's what I heard. Oh, and item four, if anyone can find the film school janitors on their lunch break, tell them it's time to review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as opposed to my fanfic, Once Upon a Time at Dollywood. Here's a little story about a trio of janitors. Might have heard they worked at a well-known film school. They picked up a few things other than trash. They might hate your movie or drunk think it's cool. Every now and then they get together for a lunch break. Trash talks a movie or TV or streaming. Rodney and Jason and Sean, they all clean house. If you listen close, you can hear kids screaming. I was blurry and in focus. I'm so mad about it. Oh, you catch like the weird pictures of him. Focus. What the fuck is all right. Oh, sorry. Next is a movie we've actually all seen. <laughs> yeah, so are, are you okay? I'm not okay. Why are you just not two? okay? Did you poke yourself in the head? Did your two or three beers already like knock three. you out? Um, three. Is this four? I don't know what number it's on. Listen, I think it's on. why does he have all those full beers next to Because we're ready. We got backups. Yeah. So we're, what movie are we we're talking professional about? alcoholics. You need to get on the same page. Hey. It's like, I got it, my own cup here. I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, Red Tarantino's ninth film. I was thinking it was Disney. Um, I, he's a he's a director that I wish I have only one director now that I've seen every movie that they directed in the theater. Kevin Smith. No. Nope. Quentin Tarantino. Nope. Damn. He would have been if I had seen Reservoir Dogs, but I and then I think I've missed other ones and since then, but. I would have had to start think with Reservoir of a, Dogs. Think of a director that's only done one movie. Weirdly, weirdly <laughs> Michael Bay was along... all of Michael Bay's movies? At one point, up to Pain and Gain. That sounds horrible. I had seen every one of his movies at the theater, and I was... Pain blown. and Gain, is this a rock? The Rock and oh. uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg movie, okay. But I was like... That was the first one that I didn't see, and I went, oh, I'm free, thank God, because it was weird, and then I didn't have to see any of the Transformers shits and other thing after that, but... Oh. It was weird. But no, the uh, director is, uh, he's got a movie coming out this December, and he's only maybe directed five movies, so it's kind of easy to have seen all of them. Hmm. Um, Do you want to try to guess? Uh, I'm going to go with, um, can I just give it like a last name? Yeah. You can give a movie. So it's not Michael Bay. It's not Michael Bay. He just said it wasn't Michael Bay. Is there is there a director that's maybe done one movie? It's that I can't. No, no, I, I've already said it. it's a director that's done like five movies or so, and he's got a movie coming out this December. <laughs> What's that? Martin Scorsese, huge director. He's a huge Scorsese director. So he's, oh, he's you know who it is? I've seen the Scorsese. fucking ET director. He fucking loves nope, George Spielberg. Because I it was Spielberg. George Lucas. No, because I would have had to see Jaws. I was born the year yeah, Jaws came out. It wasn't George yeah. Lucas or Spielberg. No. Spielberg. I was thinking at first, but like, no, there's no way. Hold on, this is good. So yeah, it's Michael a recent Bay, director no. that I would have been able to see all of their stuff. I wish Tarantino was. They at least did five movies. At least. And they're not brothers. It's one person. Okay. Because clearly you have to be a brother these days. Um, Brothers, not brother. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. I'm not sure either what he's going to do. Let's see. Um, He's at least done five movies. He started in TV. He's written a lot of screenplays before. But now he's Um, a major. He's a major. This isn't going to be him. I was going to say Ron Howard. You're in the right ballpark, but, but not him, because again, 
I don't know what his first hey, one would have been. So, but. it's not Ron Howard. No. But there's a guy... Who's the guy that plays Fonzie? What's his name? Henry Winkler. Is it Henry Winkler? It's is not he? Henry Winkler. Oh. So, is it... Uh, it's not Potsy. No, so hold on. You said you're close. It's not Chachi. You said you're close. So, it's not Henry Winkler, but who plays Henry Winkler in all his movies? Henry Winkler? Who puts Henry Winkler in all his movies? Um, Who's that comedy guy that's... Oh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. You've seen every Adam Sandler movie. Now by now. I, I have. Oh. No, I... That well, might maybe have been, not. I don't. There might there have been, been a stretch, and then. Or I are stopped. you going to see the boys in theater? The boys, not the boys. Good the boys. Three little kids. Oh, good, good boys. Good boys. Good boys. You going to see that in theater? I would like to. Who's that director? Uh, it's not Seth Rogen. And it's not. Oh, so that's Seth Rogen. We're I was trying no, to make my this way This person's a huge director. The, what kind of films does he direct? Genre films. What kind of genre films? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Fantasy. He's a Spielberg's Roddenberry type person. No, it's not Roddenberry. Rod- uh, Spielberg would be a Roddenberry protege. Right. Project. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I didn't um, really stop. Uh, I would say he is kind of the modern Spielberg, or he would, if somebody told oh, him that, he would love sh- no. to be told um, this. Shit. I don't know the guy's name. Dude, I don't know. Give me a movie. Give me a movie that he wait, did. It wasn't one of the. No, wait. Oh, dude, okay. It wasn't the Star uh, Trek one, right? You know, which one I, you know what I'm talking about, right? That um, Oh, he did the Star Wars movie, and he just did, he's did the Star Trek movies before that. And he's about to go back and do part nine, because people hated eight, because they liked seven better. And I can't think of his fucking name, and he shook his head, yes. Yes. He's the only Damn, one. Damn, we were so close. We're never going to win. I like, told we you. We ran out of time on a half an hour show, this trying to find out that fucking answer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he's the only one that I've seen all of his movies, like Super 8, Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, Star Wars. Like, he's got a, not that many, but they're all big movies. So... He's the one that I got to kind of keep with. Even like Joss Whedon, I was kind of good with. And then Midsummer Night's Dream came out, and I never saw that at the theater. So uh, the idea for I wish I could have seen all Quentin Tarantino's, but so this movie we've all seen it. Um, what movie is this? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Once Upon a Time. It's not with my love said. So what do you want to start to talk with? Like it's a lot to talk about. Uh, so well, let's talk about media. Okay. Media issues. What's with, media? What do so you mean? We, so Quentin Tarantino's had multiple issues about the movie. <laughs> One, they felt the actress playing Sharon Tate didn't do enough. Margot Robbie. But when you watch the movie, you realize it's not about her. It's not about her. No, I so, couldn't figure out why the fuck she was in it. So, like, but and that, that whole so group we'll, we'll was talk, like, we'll no. talk about, this is why this is. We'll talk about why she was in it because yeah. she is the actual story. Second, that's one issue people had. Second, what? The other issue people had. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I got, yeah, we, we got a lot. We're to gonna talk what about. for him? We've got to. What, you're what, gonna learn. What? You're gonna get learned. He said, he said we're gonna dump it down for you, but he stopped this. So. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say we're gonna teach you. <laughs> I'll teach oh. you. Educate me. You're gonna educate so, you. So and then second, I doubt second, that's second is so I follow Bruce Lee on help. Instagram. The Bruce Lee accounts ran by his daughter. Okay. The Bruce Lee? And Bruce Lee count on Instagram or anything Bruce Lee's ran by his daughter now. She has rights Bruce to Lee so he's not Bruce Lee and she has rights to his name and everything now and selling his product Likeness and all that stuff. So she came out with about a week ago that she's very upset that she, that Quentin Tarantino made her dad come off as arrogant and an asshole and not easily it's a big controversy. And not easily beaten. Right. So Quentin Tarantino came out and said, the guy that beat your father is not a real person. He is fictional. 
So you're asking me who would win between a fight between, I think his words were, Bruce Lee and Dracula, because the guy that beat him is not a real person. So I'm allowed to do that as a director, is to pick a fictional person that's going to beat somebody because I made that fictional character up. So technically, this, actually, so technically it was a tie because they were never allowed to finish. That's what Quentin Tarantino's part was. So, he said he didn't really beat your father. It was just a outsmarted tie. him in the moment. And it was he was out he, and he tied him. And to make this character more believable as a badass. Why not make him tie with a character like a Bruce Lee that's put at a certain pedestal as oh, being yeah. one of the best fighters ever? Now, here's with that whole scene. So we're talking basically about Brad Pitt's character. We'll lay out the, the little plot in case somebody hasn't seen it. I love his it. character. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, actor, kind of an old Western TV show. I should have printed up the list so he can know. Damn it, I need things. that list. Rick um, Dalton. Rick Dalton. And then Cliff. Cliff, I forgot his Booth. name. Does that sound right? Booth, no, because he yeah, cracked the Booth joke. They cracked another Booth. They cracked Booth, the, yes. He said, I'm Booth, and he goes, um, and he cracked the Abraham Lincoln Booth joke. Yes. Oh, okay. So Brad Pitt is yes. his stuntman, and they've become friends um, after this working on this old 50s cowboy TV show. Yeah. Um, basically, you've got Leonardo DiCaprio's character's career is faltering, and he just kind of pals around. He can't drive anymore legally, so he basically hires uh, Cliff Booth, Brad Pitt, to be like his driver, every man job type thing. So we're at a point in the story where uh, he's fixing an antenna on top of the roof outside of uh, the, the Tate um, fixing an antenna. I did say antenna. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wow. Are we just going to blow I by this? It. Yeah, I know. I, I said it. And Go I was ahead. Like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> but he's uh, fixing Nobody the roof. Now, I took that scene. He imagines a scene where uh, he's asking Rick Dalton to hire, try to get him hired on another movie as a stunt mm. double. But he's got a reputation because people think he's murdered his wife. Right. Um, which which the flashback scene has him sitting there with the dart gun. Yes, yeah, I think it cuts away Sp- like the spear gun. You don't did know he what happened. Spear's wife. You know what's weird is the woman that played his wife is Rebecca Gayhart, and she as is opposed to straight soft <laughs> heart. Oh, so straight as opposed to straight, straight lung. lung. I'm yeah, like you're gonna say lung. I feel like there was a penis joke <laughs> in there someplace. Now Rebecca Gayhart used to be the Noxzema girl on uh, commercials back in the like. Early '90s, and then she was on like Melrose Place or something else. She her career ended because she hit, had a hit and run situation where she killed somebody, mm-hmm. and her career like I don't remember what she was doing, but she had a hit and run. She killed somebody, and then kind of just disappeared from stuff. On a boat? No, but that's what I was thinking. Like it's weird to cast her in the scene with Brad Pitt where he's allegedly killed her. But nobody knows for sure the true story, and it was kind of Natalie Woodish too. With uh, yeah, like, do they never find the body? What's going for her for the wife? In yeah, the movie? yeah, we don't know. We didn't get. Head. I mean, I think it was kind of rocky. They left it um, they left it ambiguous. I think because you needed to root for him in some capacity, mm-hmm. but it was kind of to show like why people question. So anyway, he's on the roof. But he seemed like he a has good that guy fun. though too, right? Because like all his whole entire. I guess the demeanor of the movie was like he was always oh, like, set out. Like, doing the Hit the right P button. Thing. Yeah. So, I don't think I'll be able to cut that out, but it's <laughs> a straightforward fellow. So, how was your drink? But yeah, no, the. Um, so, he's on the roof and he's having this flashback to that scene, but he's also having a flashback. Phone. There's flash vacuum? Penis enlargement. No, he has a flashback. <laughs> Order two. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, you get to half off the second one. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, so when he's on the roof. I actually the took the scene. The roof is on fire. We I took the scene no as a imagination, not as burn a thing that happened. 
I took it. So you think that that was actually something that happened in his memory, or I took it as he imagined, hey, you know, Rick, get me on this movie. He convinces uh, Kurt Russell's character yes. to come on. Oh, my wife hates you because she thinks she killed his her what your wife or whatever. All right, you're coming on the show, and then he imagines this whole scene. I thought he imagined that scene like, with his wife on the boat. No, no, no. I thought he imagined the altercation with uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee. No, I think that was real. No, I think that was. All I think real. it was, I think it was just real. all flashbacks. They flashback to him and the, the Cato because he kept yeah. calling him Cato, which right. is insulting. So Bruce Lee did Green Hornet and Cato. Yes, but when it was done in when it was done in China and they aired it they just called it Cato but to undermine it in America his character he kept calling him Cato because hey you're the second best person on this show right so the fact they kept calling him Cato was supposed to be insulting to him and he kept doing it he goes alright Cato and he kept doing it I, I liked it it's also I, a, tact- a tactic to get underneath someone's skin yeah throw exactly he bothered because he knew because Bruce Lee well, it's, it's known fact that Bruce Lee didn't like being the Second, Second person to a, a white man that could not fight. And here he is as an Asian. He was just a fill-in, basically, yeah. character. character. So he could actually fight. And, yeah. But this guy, the other guy that pretends he could fight right. is the main name on the... But he had to. I mean, that was his exposure at the time. And that's yeah. what the Hollywood was like. But I, 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 I took that scene as a... Imagining, okay, if I got hired on this, then I happen to run into Bruce Lee, and I would do this, and then I would smash his wife's car. And no, I think that was a real thing. Sounds about right. Because his okay. wife came out and goes, "Get that wife murderer out of here." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Wow, they're gonna say that out loud." And Brad, Brad Pitt's here because goes, "Whatever the guy is." Sounds about goes, right. Sounds about yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I love this character in this movie. I love the ranch thing. I did some information. Well, so okay, yeah, I know so you did. Gonna get, yeah, we're gonna get into a little did. more of that too. So yeah. Who's the main character in this movie? Would you say? Would you say it's Brad Pitt's character? Hundred percent. I would say because they build him up to the whole thing as you get to the end that this guy's a badass. So when it ends that when it when it when leads to its ending some, results, yeah. it's more believable. Yeah, it's hundred percent Brad Pitt's story. It's nobody else's story. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everybody else, but he's the main no, it's character. Because like you would say, okay, Pulp Fiction. Who's the main character in Pulp Fiction? Uh, John Travolta. Mm, I, Bruce Willis. Would you say Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson? Jackson? I'm trying to remember Bruce Willis. It's I think it was the, the, the guy um, in the basement. The guy, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, the guy he saved. They, they were an anal fucking. Big Rames. Big Rames. It was his movie. It was uh, fucking Zed. Big Rames. No, movie. Zed's dead. Who is, yeah, what was his name? Uh, Marcellus Wallace. And Bruce Willis Wallace. saved his ass. Yeah. yeah. Literally. We'll never speak of this again. Literally <laughs> saved his ass. It's a Big Rames Who's movie. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Revenge fantasy on behalf of Sharon Tate and the people that she was with that were murdered by the Manson family. And I did not expect that. Did you expect that? No. Totally blown off. So, so it, when he's outside yelling at the car, uh, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he goes, what the f- hippies doing out here? Leave, blah, blah, blah. Fucking they're like, they're all nervous. The guy goes reach for his gun a little bit. And I'm like... So this Dalton character is just really, really upset. He's a dick. And then they turn around and leave. But in the real story, I guess supposedly, um, Helter Skelter, dude, what's his name? Charles Manson. Charles Manson, yeah. Was actually friends with the guy that lived in a house prior, yeah. which was a BG, correct? No, no, no. It's uh, Terry Melcher, who was the son of Sandra. Um, and that was who was? Lord, Doris Day. He's Doris Day's to the daughter. BG somehow, wasn't he? No, 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 not me. 
Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Dennis Wilson, the drummer okay. from Beach Boys. And that was Charlie okay. Manson who walked, who drove up earlier. And the ice cream truck. Friends. It's a real thing because yeah, they said he drove around an ice cream truck all the time. Super fucking weird. No, no, I, I, yeah. So, for me, for the movie, so I watched it the first time, and I want to see it again. So I watched the one so You far. saw it twice? No, 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 not yet. No. I watched it, and it was the first Tarantino movie that I, I like. When it ended, I kind of went. I don't know how I feel about it. Like it was exciting, the whole end revenge thing. Like it was the first real violence in the whole movie, and it was giddy. And oh, dude, I, love, I love that. Everybody in the theater, all three of us, fucking laughed our ass. Yes, off. because basically, dude, it was. He said all three of us. Spike was pretty empty too. To be honest. Spoiler alert: It's uh, basically instead of the Manson murders going up to the Tate residence, Tate Polanski yep. residence, because Dalton interfered, yep. they come in there, and yep. then uh, Cliff, Cliff Booth, Brad Pitt's character. So high on some acid he cigarette. Goes, oh, that he was. Goes, he just. I remember you. Murders the Rex, shit out of him. Right? He goes Rex. <laughs> he's a dumb name Rex. He got a dumb name Rex. And he's it's so high on fantasy. acid and still kills him. Because I think to make it believable, you have to make him a little blowed, right? Right. Like, he would just kill him right away. Because it would have right? been very cold blooded, but he yeah. was so tripped out yeah. and defending himself using the dog. And then Dalton gets in on the act. Like, she comes out the window. He takes a dog for a walk. <laughs> That's oh, exactly what I thought. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this is not. Like, he's gonna do acid, take his dog for a I, walk? I love the fact that they use a pit bull, too. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that was beautiful. Because they, they're they such a family loving dog, they respect their owner. Yeah, he only, their they, respect, they respect their air to- owner. They're, they're people, I should say. Yep. And then you know, Dalton, I'd say the call out, I mean, you're kind of mentioning call outs to old movies when he comes out with the blowtorch, which was a callback to his yeah, movie. Yes. But it was definitely Glorious Bastards. Yes. Fucking hysterical. Yes. He's like, and it still worked. Thank God. He's <laughs> <laughs> Because they had to make him like a, in those pictures already dying. I know, but he's like, yeah, we took care of them. Yeah, at the very right. end, right? Right, and then that's how you. And he doesn't even care about his wife at the end. Dude. He goes up to live his little fantasy of going and meet the. He goes, yeah, good luck getting your dog away from my wife now, because the Tim and the dog are like uh-huh. the dog and the wife are like, oh yeah, now. well shit, the dog ran right to the bedroom. And the girl let her let the dog mm-hmm. close the door. Boom. And I like the way he made everybody fight equally. It wasn't like it had nothing to do with at the end. He goes. He goes into the. He's at the gate where um, he ends up talking to. I don't remember the guy. The writer, yeah, can't, Jay something. Uh, and he goes, "What happened?" Well, just just had uh, some shit go down in my house. And he goes, "Oh, she wants to talk to me," and I end up talking. And he goes up to hang out with them. And so, and well, this, at first, so he talks like ten feet. 15 feet yeah, away yeah. and she yeah. says something else he steps a little closer mm-hmm. and then he's finally got his arm up on the little PA he's like hey what's going on I'm like finally they're gonna tell you why the hell she's part of the story she was meant to be apparently like symbolic the real for, story well she's sort of an enigma they go nobody knows much about Sharon Tate because she was kind of on this upswing she was a yeah. playboy model mm-hmm. That Raymond Polanski put in one of his movies and left whoever he was with to go with her. She ended up being pregnant, carrying his Polanski baby. Always liked the young girls, right? And I mean, she was she's beautiful. Like that's what they left the scene in the movie of her uh, in Matt Helm movie, the Matt Helm movie, mm-hmm. when she's in the theater watching the movie. Yeah, that she, was actually Sharon Tate. She listed in the movie. Yeah, like, that, was actually, really that was not an actor it. thing, right? Yeah. And I thought that was like a really cool, respectful thing. Uh, he worked with her sister. Uh, Tarantino worked with her sister to be like. You know, I want to be faithful to her, you know, and keep doing things right because nobody really knows her. Everybody knows the tragedy mm-hmm. of her life and what she could have been, but there's nothing. Mm-hmm. So that was the complaint was she was kind of treated like this enigmatic person. But he went, he came out, that's another one, he came out and said, I didn't know her. Nobody really knew her. We didn't get to know her. That's what's sad about it. 
I'm gonna make it like she's kind of the angelic image of so Hollywood's the, what Hollywood's supposed to be, and everything else. Movie. Yeah, and everything is the ultimate ugly. I heard belly hitchhiking ugliness. was like a huge thing back then. Oh yeah, hitchhiking. hitchhiking. Like oh, yeah. gosh, famous yeah. people would pick up random people on the side of the roads. <clears throat> That's how um, that. Not oh. BG's guy, mm-hmm. Beach Boys guy, and Charles Manson actually became friends because he picked him up fucking hitchhiking. Right, and well, a he, famous guy picked up Charles Manson hitchhiking and became fucking friends. Yeah, and Charles Manson wow. had his family. He oh, so he had all these I brainwashed used to pick up girls all the time. Well, he had all these brainwashed girls. Some crazy stories. Um, I was listening to a podcast. Yeah, episode. thirty-two. I call her Squeaky because she squeaks when I pinch her. Sorry, Squeaky from. Do you know Squeaky from? You know those. who played her in that movie? Who was it? That was Dakota Fanning. The little kid. Oh, I did see her name and I didn't yeah, recognize. Dakota Fanning plays Squeaky From. Squeaky uh, From is oh, dude, famous for so. Because that was her inside the house. No, no, oh, she never red, huh? No, she's red girl. That was redhead. She stayed in the house with uh, the old man Spawn. Yeah, but when they went to the no, house, she didn't wasn't that her in the no, passenger no, no. car? No, it was not her. No, the one with the red hair. No, because Squeaky From ends up trying to. He recognized her. No, that was the other people. Re- They're the other ones. Watch it again. I know all this now because I've listened to a lot of things. No, Squeaky she's, from she's the only time she tried to assassinate Richard Nixon. Right. Yes. Later. After. Later, after. Like 1974 or three or something sure. like that. Yes. And she went to prison. She's out of prison. Nobody knows where she's at now. But he basically started this cult after he got out of prison Somebody in like San Francisco and he always had visions of being a rock star. So everything was to Who serve his purpose. This is Charlie Manson. Oh. So the whole reason he created this family was just kind of famous. And he'd be a cult. He called him Charlie. They go way back. Charlie Manson. Charles Manson. Charles. You prefer to call him Charles Manson? I don't know. Charlie sounds like you used to have the drinks (laughs) on Tuesdays. Uh, I think it's scary. Either way, it's scary. But it is scary. Um, yeah, I didn't. So okay, I was going to get to. I had these expectations of the movie. I watched his parole boards. Have you ever watched his parole board? He was always scared. I remember things of him as a kid growing up and just. I avoided him. Like, so. I avoided him like the plague because he was terrifying. He used to hang out with His parole board. Yeah, like, yes, that's they was, how I know his He was sitting down in front of the parole board and they would ask him, do you still think you're Jesus or the second coming? Right. He'd be like, yeah. I'm like, dude, just fucking say no so you get the fuck out of jail. But, yeah. Because he... He was nuts. Ugh. But he... he yeah. He, um... Actually, no, he did... Tra- they said as a kid he was a high, above average IQ... And he took some training program early on in life where he was like in a juvie hall or something and they taught him Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. So he would take things from that. Then he learned things about Scientology and he would take things from that and he'd learn things about this and he'd take things from that. And he used all these things to manipulate all these. And then he would constantly dose everybody with acid. So he would put on these performances or things and just kind of keep this cult thing going. He had all these like damaged women first. Then he started getting guys too because he's like, I need guys to get more women and I need more attractive women to get more attractive women. They really did run a horse riding thing, didn't they? That was the whole thing. It's Spawn Ranch. So, again, watching the movie, I had expectations of what it was going to be. It didn't fulfill those initially, but afterward, when I've gone in and like started listening to a podcast about Charles Manson, is that better? Charles Manson and the history and stuff. You guys go way back. But, anyways, that's why Cliff was a good guy, though, because he turned her down. And then when he found out that was the range, oh yeah. yeah, First of all, I did recognize her, but I cannot tell you where I recognized her from. Oh, Io. Io. Yep. It's an Io. I was like, I had to think about that. Did Io? I didn't remember that earlier, but now for some reason it clicked. I've seen Io. Why don't I remember her? It's good memory. I was like, he's like, I'm going. I go. I know her from something. I had to look it up. 
Did we do a podcast? She's on yeah, yeah. She's the uh, daughter of uh, Andy McDowell, I think it was. She was the girl that what's his name came and found inside the house. No, no Kitty Cat or whatever her name was. She was the one that was kept running pussy into cat. Brad Pitt. Pussy. It was pussy definitely Pussy Cat. Pussy Cat. Pussy cat. You're our favorite they, pussy. They go, she is. Our Brad Pitt's character is like, what's your name? She's like, Pussy Cat. You're like, mm. now that whole <laughs> now the whole scene at the ranch, spa, Spawn Ranch, Spawn Ranch, Ranch. Raunchy. That's what his mind was. Raunchy. Here from Pussy the Raunchy. In my mind, when they're they're getting ready to walk in the restaurant, it's like, oh hey, what's going on over there? Oh, they're having a premiere for one of those dirty films. I'm like, let's keep walking on a strip. That's actually the. <laughs> let's go check. The, uh, he owns that theater. It used to be a major uh, porn theater. Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. owns the theater that they were mentioning down okay. the road with the lights. What do you think about him as a director? Do you think he's past his time now? Uh-uh. Quentin Tarantino? I don't think so. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. That's what you you think, like, so I've like, liked it more retrospectively I mean, than it I was did. A, Modern it was culture is going more and more issues with stuff he's doing. For sure. Yeah, he's not what? perfect, but... Who? He, well, here's the thing is... What? Answer the talking question. about Quentin Tarantino. What? Oh. What's your question? You're just saying. <laughs> I said no there was no question stated. <laughs> no Quentin Tarantino. No, so, okay, so that was the, at the end when it was happening. I, in my mind, I went, "This is why Tarantino's important because he knows he's making a movie. He is one of the few people, if not the <clears> only, right now that goes, I am making a movie. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want." It's like old it's Hitchcock. It's reality, that's usually. Enough, that's right. well, Hitchcock, used to, Hitchcock used to treat all of his actors as props, and even in later movies, as the technology get be- got better, mm-hmm. he would famously film scenes of them driving and do the old like terrible like back screen, mm-hmm. and people would complain and go, I don't know why he's filming it like this when we've got better technology to make it look better, and he's going, you know you're watching a movie, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. If it looks more realistic or not, you know you're watching a well, movie. I did, I did notice that when Cliff was talking to the girl in the car, he rarely looked at the road. Like yes. he's, Most of the conversation, his head is like on her, like talking to her, he's driving and shit. I was just like... And that's Tarantino. Put your on the fucking road, man. Right. He's ma- he knows he's making a movie, and I love that whole ending was indulgent on like you know what? Part. Fuck those. The whole end of like the murders, all the, the murders, the of, murdering, the, the killing, scene, whatever. Well, so that I mean, it was excessive. Well, that's time, shit. Well, first of all, I want to just point out too the the fucking dog food can to the face. Oh yes. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, I know. She got fucked up. It was so quick. Dude too. got fucked up. The other girl got a lucky stab in. I, I was trying to figure out how they did that because I was like, wow, she jumped and tackled him with the knife and stuff, and then he's like. Like, oh, that's in there pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Right in his fucking hip. Yep, yeah. But he fucked her up, too. Yeah, is she was... the one he took to the telephone? Yeah, to every single yeah. thing, the fireplace ledge, and like anything he could, he and, did. And that's what I think the whole ending was to show, <clears throat> yeah, he probably did kill his wife. I think. It's a possibility. That's what they were kind of showing, like, he's a psycho that well, hides it very well. Where Charlie, you know, I don't know if there's a parallel between him and Charlie Manson, Charles Manson. Well, also too, no, he doesn't want to hide whatever you want. I don't know so why you guys had lunch together. You had strudels. The together. guy that stabbed the tire. Oh, right? I missed oh, yeah, the that's... tire. He walked up. He's like, "You're gonna fix it." He starts laughing, and he just walks up and just fucking. Well, the whole movie builds on how badass Brad Pitt's character well, that is. Whole... So when he gets put in that situation, you believe it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. Right? I'm totally so... with it. But he's saying like at the end scene when he kind of went a little like psycho on the people that were trying to kill him which I think it's real it's fair. technically it's fair. self-defense and, and he was also killed his wife which well, he, like uh, maybe he he's a war wife. vet too he said they didn't say what war right but he did they did say that he was like a war vet early on so 
and he has these moments where it's self-defense. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so he goes and kills her. So there's a possibility he could have. Because yeah. you kind of see that moment where she's just like going on and on and oh, yeah. on. The boat's rocking. He's got the spear gun. A lot of shit could have happened. Sean, what color is your cup? Mine's red. What color shirt are you wearing? Red. What color is your cup? Black. What color, sh- what color shirt are you wearing? Black. All right. It I doesn't match you. On. What color is your cup? It's I got blue underwear on. Does she what know what we're going to wear today? Yeah, it's weird. But, uh... <laughs> The, I don't understand what the hell they do with us. No, anyway, though. No. Oh, no, but I was sorry. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, gotta go. Go. But it was funny because they do all that shit. They take him to the hospital. And then he's all of a sudden, he's like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with the neighbors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Yeah, leave his wife. Party and hang out. Yeah. Oh, she's with he the did kind of move. No, I just had a couple murders next door. Like, he did kind of move on from that really. Because it was his dream out. was to be. The, to him, that was New Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Was your get to know plan skis and stuff. And yeah, it's him taking the next. Um, getting the next so level. So, one thing, the next level, one thing Tarantino does in all his movies is it takes a hard <clears> spin. <throat> you think something's going to happen, he's going to turn it right. People, a lot of people don't like that. They don't like. They thought they were going to watch a biography in Charles. Well, it, as it was closing in, yeah, that's what happened to me. I was it's like, as I was getting closer, and they were showing him come up the hill, and I'm like, I go, I don't want to watch them kill Sharon Tate and her friends. Like, and I, her, I really went. Well, you, I don't want to see this. My joke and it was earlier. Perfect because it didn't do that. Like it turned, and I was like, well, oh, see, I fuck didn't yes. know that part. But I'm trying to figure out how, like. Because I'm dumb. So I'm like, how the fuck does she tie in this whole goddamn story? Like, so they keep flashing it's at a, her. a lot of true out. stuff. That's what it really comes down to is why I liked it more the more I learned about the truth, the true story. Like, it made me like it even more because I didn't get it all. Like, I knew nothing about Spawn Ranch. I didn't know that there was a real place. I didn't know well, that the Manson family they, stayed there. I knew they stayed on a ranch, but I didn't know that was the name yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a real a whole thing. All that, Everything was, like, real. Like, he was pretty authentic with a lot Kelly of told stuff. Me, so I've, read, I've, read, I've read a lot of serial killer books in my <laughs> life, probably more than I should. And I'm a That's huge Brad Pitt fan. Mm-hmm. Kelly goes, what's taking you so long to see this movie? Brad Pitt and it's about a serial killer? <laughs> what's taking you so long to see this fucking oh, movie? God. That movie is long, though. It's three hours, or almost three hours. Mary got this shirt that says... Meeting you brings out my inner serial killer. <laughs> I was like, I need that for work. <laughs> well, I love that shirt. Sorry. But they, 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 yeah, the, the chemistry of Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> they're calling them the new Robert Redford and Paul Newman. I, you know what? Could you see them doing more movies together? Yes. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I hated Leonardo DiCaprio. Early no, on. he was good. Oh, actually. Early. You know what? That's not 100 percent true. Dude, I, I loved him. I, I loved him in the Titanic. Before, I'm, I'm well, cutting you off. Talking about Titanic. We talked about the best American actor ever. I think Leonardo DiCaprio was both our number ones. No, I th- oh, I think I said spoke. Matt Damon. Which part? I, I missed that. You never said fucking Matt cat. Damon. You're so full of shit. I don't know. I don't remember saying Leonardo DiCaprio. You didn't say Matt Damon. He wasn't even on our fucking list. He was in top 20. Well, let's see. Well, you had the guy that does Cookie Monster voice was Matt Damon, which I like Matt Damon way better than Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, these guys. I like Brad Pitt. I didn't used to like him. Same with Leonardo DiCaprio. This movie pretty much kind of won me over on him. Like, I could see more movies. This movie won you over? Not yeah, the first movie before? Right, I didn't I like him. You didn't like him in Seven? No. No. I didn't oh, like him oh, in Actually, I, I know Leonardo there was DiCaprio. only two movies I liked Leonardo DiCaprio in. No, we're talking about Brad Pitt. Oh, no, let's start with Leo. I'm no, let's start with Leo. There was only two that I liked him in before this one. Uh, Titanic, that's because he died in the end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the one where the gangsters, when he gets Departed. shot. Yeah, Departed, thank you. When he gets shot. You ever see Basketball Diaries? Who? Basketball Diaries. He's never going to see Basketball Diaries. No. 
What's that about? He gets a blowjob in the bathroom. Brad Pitt, though, you like otherwise? Uh, Brad. I did not like Brad Pitt in the beginning. Benjamin Button. Um, the one I movie that I liked him in, though, was Jessica. when he got shot in the face. When he looks at, when he goes, in, like, he's hiding in the closet and George Clooney's oh, in the um, bedroom. Yeah, you didn't expect me to shut up. It's the letter movie. Um, yeah, he was he's at, the, he's the, the one. I've never seen that. Burn after he was at the gym. Eight. Burn after eight. I saw that movie. Okay, yeah, never I saw that. Every shot in the face catches you off guard. You're like, oh, fuck. Yes, that I'm like, because he's Brad Pitt. So I'm like, they killed him this soon? Brothers one. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Well, okay, so maybe it's not the greatest movie, but when I saw that, I was I started thinking, like, well, he, this is the kind of actor that can that will do those Be willing scenes. willing to do that. You know, he's he's up here in the levels area, but he'll do the jobs down here. Well, that's the thing they've said if about him sense. always is he is the uh, he's a leading man looks, but he's a character actor. Like he excels in secondary roles. Like if he is the main character of this movie, he's still sort of like a tertiary secondary kind of he character. Blew me away, he's good. too. And which one? Blew me away. Deadpool too. He's Deadpool willing to do those oh. kind of. Yeah, see, and that, but that supports that. When he, when he accepts. I'm totally saying that to be funny. I'm totally saying that to be funny. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm totally saying that to be funny. By the way. Well, I'm totally saying it to be serious because so, that's the kind of person movie that I want to go see movies with. Yeah. And I was hoping she got naked in the movie, but it never happened. Which Ooh. one? Uh, so it's Brad Pitt, and it's the animated movie. Oh, Cool World. Cool World, because I waited the whole time for that. Animated nudity. Yeah, Hollywood, I think her name was. Hollywood. Hollywood. For the animated nudity to happen, and it never happened. It is Kim Basinger, correct? She played the voice, yes. And ne- the nudity it's never happened. It's weird because it's a Ralph Bakshi movie, who's the guy that did like heavy metal and Fritz the Cat. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and no Fire nudity Ice. never happened from her. That's crazy that they didn't do that. I don't know. Dude, I watched it 20 times. No nudity. No <laughs> well, if something's going to change if you watch it once, really? maybe I missed it. But people don't remember him from Cool World. They remember his big breakout being Thelma and Louise. Right, as the 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 guy that the gigoloish kind of guy, kind of something. They took a or whatever, and then Did he they became big after that. They killed him. No, yet? no, I don't think he died. Who's this? Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. In Thelma Louise. But yeah, because he had the leading club. man looks. I like him in Fight Club too. Yeah, Fight Club. Even is though great. that was like an earlier Seven, one. Um, I would go with uh, Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys is fucking amazing. I gotta watch that again. Benjamin Button. The TV show is good. Twelve Monkeys. Benjamin, Benjamin, Benjamin Button blows. I fucking Wait, hate Benjamin. What about a river Bruce runs Willis through it? I've never seen it. Huh? Bruce Willis was Twelve Monkeys. Bruce Willis was Twelve. Monkeys. Oh no, but he was a, a crazy guy in Twelve Monkeys uh-huh. too, though. Yeah, right? no, yeah. Hey, Brad Pitt was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He goes around talking like this to the whole. Because I started watching the series and. I'm like, fuck, the series I gotta is really watch good. all this shit over again now. Because at first I wasn't going to watch it. What's Twelve Monkeys about? What's the premise of it? And we're going to go back to Hobbs and Shaw. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming it's, uh, a, it's, it's about, about a zoo exhibit and the monkeys get out and they have to go and get them all? It's about a virus. virus. <laughs> I knew it right. There was it's another virus that takes <laughs> uh, to Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. They go back get... in time to try to but, stop the virus. Um, or or whatever. What's that Jesse James movie called? The assassination of, of, Jesse James. Uh, of, Jesse James. of Jesse James by the coward, something for yeah, yeah. Home movie, Brad Pitt's in it again. He plays Jesse James. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that one. I don't, I don't, I'm not inclined to watch westerns. That's good, but yet he watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> it is a so why do they call them spaghetti westerns? Because they were made in Italy because racist. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because you went over, he didn't want to go over there and do spaghetti westerns. Yep. No, he went over there and so what do they come over here? Hamburger westerns? I guess. Uh, Steak westerns. Hot dog westerns. They're called just westerns. Hot, hot dog westerns. 
But uh, any <laughs> other like westerns, I don't know. things we've missed talking about in this, dude. I think I mean, there's, there's so I think, much. I feel like we're missing so much. I know. But oh, he brings back his wife, which you're just like all of a sudden he's married. He brings her back. Doesn't speak any English whatsoever. Does he speak Italian? No, probably not. But that's a joke almost to English. Best. So. I'm the second best at speaking Italian here. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is a great role for him too. Like That was fucking awesome too. So Tarantino's talked Wait, to... Is oh. that... Tarantino movie? That's Tarantino, yes. yes. See? Glorious Bastards Tarantino. So, if we rank his movies... I'm gonna movies, go home and watch that shit right now. Okay, let's do this I'm movies. gonna clock out What's the other thing we were talking about earlier? So we got nine who else were we ranking earlier? Who is the director? I've oh, Fast and Fish movies we're ranking all the time. we're gonna do, yeah. So let's let's rate. Do you have a list of his movies? Oh, no. I Tarantino movies, too. Give me... If I have my phone... Okay, so we've got... No, I've got... We'll do that later. Okay. So you got Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Pulp Fiction. Okay. Jackie Brown. Okay. Never saw. Um, then I think you've got you've got Kill Bill. He's counting as one movie. One, two. He's counting. Volume one, 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 one and two. He's counting as one, one movie. movie. Really? Okay. That's one right. long yeah. ass fucking Go. movie. That's I don't like know if he's counting hours. Death Proof. Didn't see that one. But he's got. Because that's uh, half oh, movie no, that's the, the double the feature. The Grindhouse movie, one, right? right? Okay. So then you've got uh, Hateful Eight, Inglorious Bastards, this one. He's done nine movies, correct? Two movies I'm missing. Yeah, I just had it right before you said that. Say that again? Say them again. Uh, he says it's Reservoir Dogs, yes. Pulp Fiction, yes. Jackie Brown. Yes. Then I think there's something in there, and then it's uh, Inglorious or uh, Kill Bill one and two, and then you got Inglorious Bastards, oh, you're, Hateful Eight, you're oh Django and Chain. I was just gonna yep. yeah, Django and Chain. That's the one I was. And then thinking. maybe Death Proof he counts as one. He must count that because I can't think of another right, one. Right, because Star Trek's supposed to be his tenth. tenth That's film, what he wants. Right? Either Star Trek, he wrote his own screenplay for Star Trek. Oh, he he wanted to be a hard R Star Trek. Yes. yes. Oh. They'll never let him do it, but I would love to see they, him do it. He said then he needs to do. He just needs to do it and call it something different. Right. Just t- change it, Fucking and it can it. be a version you of Star will, Trek. People would love it in the Star Trek. Just like Brightburn. Right. Brightburn is Superman. Dude, I paid for oh, Brightburn. I paid fucking fourteen bucks for it yesterday. And I watched it. I forget how short that movie was. Yeah, I didn't even like that one. I we liked talk, it. Yeah. Oh. Go back and listen to our podcast on Brightburn. But no, I the uh, Star Trek, no. the Star Trek movie. Could I would be interesting. Love to see one of his. But he also said he might want to end on a he because he's saying he's going to retire after ten movies. But he says he would do a horror movie, which they kind of referenced all the tenseness of he the Spawn some... Ranch. Spawn Ranch was tense. When he walks in, and there's just... Yep. Like, to have just oh, girls... Oh, you guys know very Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking... very strong Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. When he went to the thing, they went to the... Go- I, I want to go see... Like yeah, I want to see... Oh, I was waiting uh, for shit to happen when he's walking down the hallway. Like, I'm thinking a trap's going to come out. He's going to find his Oh, they're lying dead. like he's dead, yeah. Yes, that's what I... And it was good. Like, it was good. Now, so... Okay, so these are some things I found out. That's based on an incident that actually happened at Spawn Ranch, where there was, like, another stuntman that wanted to check up on him. Yeah. That character that was played by by, uh, Bruce Stern was supposed to be played by um, uh, Burt Reynolds. But Burt Reynolds passed away before they filmed it. And the whole relationship between uh, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth is based upon Burt Reynolds' relationship with his his stuntman, Hal Needham, mm-hmm. who directed all the Smokey and the Bandit okay. movies, I think the Cannibal Run movies. Like mm-hmm. He was buddy-buddy with his stuntman yeah. for years, and they yeah. based it off of that. Okay, and that's, why that's they some put, information we would have lost. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm glad we kind of went to this. So that's what they put Burt Reynolds... Uh, and Burt Reynolds, they said he made a line in the movie. Oh, Bruce Lee's line to him... He goes, you're a stuntman. You're too pretty to be a stuntman. Mm. That was Burt Reynolds' idea. Because he goes, wait, you're having Brad Pitt play this character? And he goes, he's too pretty to be a stuntman. <laughs> so they put it in there because he goes, that would be an insult yeah. to somebody like Brad Pitt's character, basically. Yeah. 
So we're naming, we're at eight movies now or nine movies? We got the nine, yeah. I think we got them. Okay, so uh, I think everybody would say Pulp Fiction is number one, right? I would, I'm going to say Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards, really? I think Glorious Bastards is graphic. That made me excited. Like, that movie is just a fun. Is that the one with the bat scene? Where they yeah, the, the, the Bear back. Jew, played by Eli Roth, Bear director Jew. of Hostel. So you've got a couple of things to me in uh, Inglorious Bastard that makes it number one for me is the scene that's in the beginning with uh, Hans. Big twist. So you've Christoph Hitler Waltz. died for real. Yeah. Well, Christoph Waltz, we've got introduced to him as an actor. We've never seen him before. That's the first movie we saw him in, and he is so intense in that opening scene when they're hiding underneath the stair, like okay. underneath the floorboards. And he's just in there talking and all that, and like just very calm and just—it's a very creepy, oh. tense scene. The other scene that's fantastic is when they're in the bar later. Now you get uh, Michael Fassbender. That's the first time I saw Michael Fassbender or reckon or got introduced to him. But remember, he's the guy that's the pretends to be a German. He's an Englishman pretend to be a German, and he goes, "I'll take three pints," and he does it like with the three middle fingers. But Germans are supposed to do it with the thumb and the first two forefingers, and that's how he like, gives away because the Third Reich. No, no, just that's the way. Germans, Germans do it. Like so, that was that gave him away as because remember it was very contentious in no, that basement bar, that. and then the whole ending scene of yes, Brad Pitt doing like Bongiorno and the tenseness, but then they end up killing Hitler in that whole ending. Yeah. Ultimate revenge fantasy, really his first big revenge fantasy because Django it's Chain a revenge was a revenge fantasy. fantasy. Same fantasy. thing as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so and that's why I'm yeah, shocked I didn't see that. I'm shocked I did not see that coming. It's a revenge fantasy when you have. Three revenge fan. I never saw Django and Chang's a revenge fantasy. Right. So I would say that's number one. I would say Kill Bill one and two are number two for me. I'd probably put. This is probably creeping up the ladder, maybe up there as number three. I've heard Jackie Brown is really worth rewatching. I remember not liking I don't think that. I've seen that. But I feel like. Well, what's her name? In the fucking sixties, amazing fucking titties. Ah, uh, no. Sorry. You want, do you want that in there still? If I can keep it. In okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pam Greer. Pam Greer just. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Was the movie He's coffee? Not, I'm not Was that the movie coffee? Coffee. coffee. Oh, oh, there's a lot sorry, of them. What happened? Oh, just Pam just, Greer's titties in the sun. Oh, carry on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shaw's face is so red right now. So we're talking Pam about. Give me my shirt and my titties. cup hole. I'll show you Pam Greer titties in the. Okay, we'll do that. We'll get to that. So. I've heard that that's a good one, but I mean, yeah, Pulp Fiction solid, Reservoir Dogs is solid. I mean, it's a really, really hard list. You'd have to sit there and probably could shuffle. I think it'd be, they'd all be really damn close. Mm-hmm. From the ones I've seen, anyways. I mean, yeah. Reservoir Dogs alone just introducing the idea. That was interesting, but that's a hard watch for me though because everything practically takes place in one room. Right, and they're just talking. And it's almost the whole yeah, movie. it's like an all talking. Like I like. Well, to me, my favorite scene in that movie is when he tells him, "You got to tell a joke. You got to tell a joke, or when you're telling the story, you got to keep telling it to make it your own." I can't remember the story anymore, but he keeps practicing like telling the story. I just remember the the waitress tipping thing. Oh yeah, that's in the very beginning. Complaining about that, and I was like, "That's hilarious." And they say that that gives away the ending of the movie. That whole sequence. There's a scene of like who rats him out. Like somebody oh, rats really? out him for not. Like I think. Uh, can't remember the color names, but he rap, He goes, who didn't leve a tip? And he goes, he didn't. All I know and is Shemi is Mr. Pink. Yeah, that's, that's the only one I remember, too, right. <laughs> Mr. Blonde, Mr. Brown, but yeah, I, I don't remember, but... Not so, as for uh, Tarantino movies go, oh. 
Um, I would put this towards the top. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think uh, I mean, towards the top. You mean like towards number of nine his, of his okay. of his movies? She liked it that much. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 that's why I want to see it again. And uh, it's kind of his love letter. Like I didn't really realize he grew up in Hollywood through all this stuff. So it's like a little like love letter to his childhood, things that he remembers. There's a lot of call outs. Like I don't know if you remember the sequence where you're driving by and you see this place called Pandora's Box. Okay, and it was like. That was a big point. Well, of, like by that point, in the story there's a was lot closed, of there's a lot of stores lighting up their fluorescent lights. Oh, fluorescent lights! Yeah, restaurants that are like yeah, old standbys, movie yeah. posters and stuff. Like there's a lot of just you could probably sit there all day and like everything you see, Google it and just read about it. But uh, I didn't initially think I liked it, but I've grown to love it. I what do you think about it ultimately? I like the movie. Um, I know there's been controversy behind it with the Bruce Lee and Sharon Tate's character not having enough verbal verbiage, if you will, enough lines. But when you realize it's not about her at all, right? Uh, you're okay with it. Um, yeah, it no I think I think Tarantino is going to an era where. Remember when he came out on Django Unchained, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character dropped the N word quite a bit. And there's mm-hmm. controversy around that, right? He. One or two movies, and I think he's done. He's done it well. Because we're moving into an era now that where Quentin Tarantino is a director that won't last in the next era. So I think he knows that, though. And that's why I think he knows. I disagree. I think I think he could do a whole lot more, and people will still watch it, and they'll do very well. He would have to change. He might change a little bit. But I think his his thing is is the past. Well, he's right to quit while he's he's ahead because a lot of directors don't. Like, we've talked about, or I've talked about how much, like, I think Spielberg's fallen off. Mm-hmm. You know, Lucas fell off. The only one that I think is yeah. currently doing stuff still interesting is Scorsese, but because he loves Lucas movies. and Spielberg and are he's like always two hit wonders. That's <laughs> it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he knows. Like, J.J. Abrams, really, after Star Wars, what's he going to do that's, you know, we don't know. To bring this all full circle, actually. Curious but, like, Tarantino, you're right. If he's he's reading the writing on the wall, he knows he's a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. He brought ushered in this independent film era, mm-hmm. but film is totally different from when he started. How is he a dinosaur? It is way that different than when he Film is different. Sense. Yeah, film it's way different. Way in the 90s, so, you got him, Kevin Smith, Spike Lee, all these independent guys making. It took something to make a movie when they started. You had to get, like, mm-hmm. scraped together money. You had to get distributed. People find. What movie was that? that came out with the three kids and Seth Rogen just came out. What was it? Good Boys. Good Boys. We Good Boys just came earlier. out. We just fucking talked about it. Anyway, about yeah, some go boys. Good Boys just came out. Sorry. And mm-hmm. there's a scene where the young boys are being boys, but there's a scene where the boy yells at, "Don't forget to get her consent." And that scene alone in the movie breaks away from everything else in the movie, and you feel like they're just adding that line, just so they don't get attacked by everybody else around them. Because people are too no, fucking sensitive. Uh, I've heard this is the road we're going down. I'm cutting this off here, but I think what? it's fine. I think what road? I don't know. Where somebody like a comedian can't be a comedian anymore, right? No, you guys are people can still be people. funny. I think it's just certain things that we thought were funny aren't funny. <sighs> things that might tragic be things. <laughs> comedians have done this, it forever. This tragic is, things are always funny. This is yeah. A, tragic things are fine. Now this is going. I don't I like this direction. This is going down. This is fucked up. Why did right you bring now? this up? I don't know why. I don't know. He says nothing to do with Tarantino. I don't know. Does have to do with Tarantino? Yes, he's going to be outdated. He realized he the nineties. You know, in the nineties when he ushered in film. Independent film. All the studios all of a sudden created their own independent film divisions. Now you got Netflix on the table. Yeah. 
The next person's going to be some yeah, YouTube Yeah, but you star. haven't watched the last, like, dozen or so Netflix so shows you say we're supposed to. They are garbage. <laughs> I mean, sure, he might be a dinosaur, but he's still fucking tearing like it up. Did you like that one Netflix movie where the aliens are coming down? Well, think about Which one. Name one. That's but like that uh, does like thirty of them. of them. The aliens are coming down. Yes, I know. Were they actually humans? One? They weren't aliens. Yeah, we did that one. We liked that one. Yeah, what? extinction. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> if Tarantino retires at ten, because Kevin Smith kept saying he was going to retire. Years old? He's over at ten. Movies. He's over at ten. And he's retired ten. But if he retires at ten movies, like he says, he'll probably come okay. back ten years, you know five years from now, and do something if he feels it. He'll if do he it. does, more power to him. And if he as legit- long as he's not like an NFL quarterback or some shit like that, where he, I'm going to retire, then take a couple years, and then come back and like Michael movie. Jordan and stuff. So, because Michael Jordan was in the NFL, but that's no, no, no. I'm point. just saying, like he retired from basketball and then came back. But um, do you got any other last thoughts on it? I think he can make movies for until he decides he dies. Because he makes actual, he movies. makes good movies. He makes good They're movies. great movies, and yeah, sure that some of the parts are controversial or whatever. But you know what? That's part of why people love going to see his movies because it's like you guys are too fucking sensitive. No, you know it's you made a good point. Final point for this. No, you made a good final point for this. Is that Tarantino is one of the few? Yeah, you're right. No, Tarantino is one of the few people left that the movie made. uh, I think of the independent film or films that were unique ideas this year. There aren't very many that made a lot of money. All the big movies are intellectual properties of huge franchises. Like, they're all these, you know, a Disney movie, a Pixar movie, Marvel movie. Like, they're all making all the money. So this is like, this movie's made some pretty good money based upon, they go, it's the old school style of, oh, it's the director you're going to see. Maybe you're going to see it for DiCaprio. Maybe you're going to see it for Pitt. But it's kind of done. Well, DiCaprio and Brad Pitt both bring in their own audiences, right? Maybe there's crossover in some of that, for sure. So Quentin Tarantino name, though, brings right. in it's their own. It's a throwback own. to the old idea, because that's what they used to pay big actors. Like, uh, Bruce Willis was the first big uh, actor to get, or first TV actor to get so much money to be in a movie. He came from Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yep. I and they gave that. him, like, a million-dollar paycheck yeah. or $3 million, something paltry to, by today's standards, but because they said, you're a draw. And all of a sudden, everybody in Hollywood was paying tons of money. You used to pay $20 million to Will Smith because he was going to be in the movie because he would bring the audience. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. Because there's so many things. Well, you gotta, yeah, you're, yeah. you're spreading it out. There's yeah. a lot hey, more. Look, Back in the day, it made a lot of sense how they did that stuff because they're marketing to certain people. All right, back to work. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>